What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is part three of my conversation with Doug Bouton. And in this episode, we really dig into his program and his philosophies and uh, just kind of the steps he's gone to building that one single offer, doing it well, doing it over and over and over to 10x's business. Plus, we actually get into some of the charitable things that Doug is into. So uh, this one's a little bit longer than the last two. And I hope you enjoy. You're listening to Podcasts and Funnels, where we will dig deep into how to fully integrate your podcast into your business. Our goal here is to help you start, grow, and scale your podcast, and hopefully have some fun along the way. Listen in, get your notepad ready, because I will be sharing everything I can to make your podcasting life a fabulous one. Oh, one bonus plan I have in store for you. I will be bringing on guests that will help you be able to start your side hustle, start your real estate adventure, or improve your business's marketing. I'm your host, Corey Carter. Now let's dive in. Okay. All right. So one to many, your full-time Freedom Academy, you do monthly challenges, five-day challenges. Uh, You teach others how to do that uh, as well. You know, that's obviously you, you built a 2023 plan. Just talk a little bit about the dozens of offers and plans and programs that you kind of whittled down to figure out, okay, this, this is the right one. Talk to me, like, what was that journey like? Yeah. Yeah. I think we get caught up, especially if you guys are in the Russell Brunson world, right? We learn the value ladder and we just start with the front, right? So, okay, I'm gonna go create this free thing. This is my journey, created a free thing. Okay, cool. This is working out. How do I create the next step? And I created the next step in the value ladder. And, you know, that was like, you know, 500 to a thousand dollars. It went up to a thousand. And then I had the next pr- thing, which was a program. So that I went from free course to course, to coaching, uh, then to mastermind. Right. And I built up this whole value ladder. And then I started thinking of ways to go and fill the front end and running events. And it led me to hitting the two comic club award, getting into Russell Brunson's inner circle. And if I could have done it faster, I would have done this one thing. And when I got to Russell's inner circle, we I had gotten a hot seat at his first mastermind meetup. And he starts talking about the value maze. And he goes, there's a difference between the value value ladder and the value maze. And some of you are creating value mazes. And I'm just like, he is talking directly <laughs> to me right now. Um, when my team and I are confused about our value ladder and what we're doing and where they're going next, my audience is certainly going to be confused. And a lot of them were like, hey, do I already have this? What's this? I'm like, you know what? What would solve this is if I just had one core thing that I'm going to be bringing to the market. So at the time, I was doing a new uh, five-day challenge every month, brand new title, topic, agenda. And I ran those for now we've done 30 live uh, five-day challenges and we found the one we're going to stick with. So that's been a real big, like the pressure's off. Now it's just easy to repeat it every single month. It's the same event. We're just getting new eyeballs on it. But we had all these different things. I was creating a quiz funnel. They could take a quiz and find the right replays to the, those events, which would ultimately lead them into a 30-day program that would lead them to a six-week program that would lead them to a six-month program, then ultimately come into my year-long full-time Freedom Academy. And I asked myself, like, this is, what do we do? Like, how do we fix this? Because it's just taking up so much time. And at the end of the day, I'm like, where are the clients getting the best results? Where do I ultimately want these people to get to? And the answer was clear. It was the full-time Freedom Academy. I said, you know what? What if I just did an event once a month, the same event, repeat it every month. It's already done. I just got to show up and do it again. 
make it better every time and just invited them into our full-time freedom academy and we did that and the next month we tripled our revenue hit six figure months and we haven't turned back since then and i've worked 20 hours less a week with that one move so i think people try to overcomplicate it and here's what i would do differently like i said earlier and i know this is hard because sometimes we doubt our abilities but if you could just create one core product launch it to the market and spend 12 months i spent 24 months to get to this point you could do it in half the time probably even sooner spend the next 12 months making that product so good getting people the best results asking for feedback looking at where the results are coming from remove all the modules all the calls all the things that aren't supporting them and getting that result and at the end of those 12 months you'll be left with the best product you could bring to the market now just focus on that and then once you get that solid you brought in a client success director someone to handle your clients and onboarding and you've gotten your process down for enrolling which for us it's just a one uh, time event every single month now what we're doing is focusing on ascension okay and most people go jump to the front again i'm going to go this way we're going to build an ascension model for people making fifty thousand dollars a month or more they could ascend and come work with us at a higher level talking about advanced strategies on team building and leadership and paid strategies and, and expanding the reach and uh, our next move from there is going to be now we're going to go to the front Let's go back and build out a front-end product, like a continuity, like a, a subscription model, and maybe um, a core offer in front of uh, after that. So the, now we're going to go back and build the value ladder. So if I could do it different, I would have gone just focused on one product and served that audience, get them the best results, remove all the things that they don't need, and get it solid. Then build an ascension, then go back to the front and build um, some kind of front-end low-ticket or continuity program. Because you did so many different challenges with different agendas and different tactics. Now, that wasn't the one that necessarily was the exact one that you wanted until you picked, right? But, but I think you're a step ahead mm -hmm. with, with a lot of people. And, and the fact that you did create, let's just say, a dozen different five-day challenges with good value and, and good information that you were teaching. Now, how would you have been able to find the cold to clients one if you didn't go through some of those in general though yeah that's a great question sometimes like it's all about the journey we have to go through it and i think for me the question that really helped me the most and i could have avoided a, a lot of this and again i'm grateful that you bring this up because i think we do have to go through it is it comes down to the basics and what most people tell you is the truth. You have to focus on who, who do you help and what problem do you solve for them? And I was so attached to kind of where I got started with and helping people that are brand, brand new that have no clue on where to get started. So that's why my, I could teach so much to this audience, but the more narrow I go has now led to partnerships I couldn't fathom because most people teaching everything, you're just going to be seen as competition or you're going to view yourself as competition where I feel like I could work with anyone who does what I do because I've found my slice. If you're teaching virtual events, I could teach you this specific thing called the gamification for your virtual events. I could teach you how to sell one to many in your virtual events and get rid of your sales team and the commissions you pay and the overturn the turnover and all that. So now um, by going narrow and able to really serve and collaborate with all these different people. So it was a tough decision saying like, you know what, I'm going to only for focus on people like, and this is where it came from. I asked myself who's stuck with me the longest, who's made the most amount of money, who's had the biggest impact. 
And the commonalities where they all typically have an idea for an offer, an offer already created. They've started the audience growth already and they're getting ready to, or they're already selling a product or service. And now I could just teach them how to go create one signature event, sell it one to many and simplify a lot of their efforts. So I think that serving everybody, and I, I still help people. I'll give them you know some stuff for free if they're not quite there yet. And I think the biggest burnout for me was there are people who are at the beginning phase that are serious like you and me that go and make something of it. But 90%, if not more, don't and won't. And when I pour everything I can into that and give them one-on-one calls and put my energy into it and they don't even really care, like it really almost burnt me out a few times. So how can I determine who's ready to go to the next level? Someone that's already got the idea and they're already building audience and already making a sale. So that's kind of where we, we transitioned. And then I could think about what's one event I could do that's going to help people that are at that level go to the next. And that's where it kind of came that we now focus on our cold to client five day event. Nice. And so your event, you help those figure out their one signature event to, to sell one to many. So let's just say, you know, if I'm one of your full-time Academy uh, students, we created an event had mild success after the execution, what's the next step? Do you help them go, okay, I see where, hey, you need to learn how to teach better. Or I see we need to just reword this offer better or whatever. Like, do you kind of critique it in that sense afterwards and then go back and do it again? Or how's that work? Yeah. So I think one of the best things that we do is shortcut their path to a successful event. A lot of people that come to us have already done webinars or you know, multiple day events or five day challenges. And they're just like, our show up rates are low. The engagement is non-existent. No one's getting to the end where they see the offer. I'm not making any sales. I'm not converting from my offer. And because I've been able to do this so many times, like we've, we know what works and we'll give them our exact blueprint. They come in, my goal is for them to launch their next event, first or next event within 30 days using all the templates and everything we give them. They could go back and watch my replays from our most successful event. And what I talk about like behind the scenes, what's going on here and here, why do I have this slide and this slide? So we're able to get them to do these things and just take a lot less time. Like for most people, it would take them months to go pull off an event like this, but because we give them everything, they're able to go and execute a lot sooner. Um, there's a couple calls a week. One of them was on Friday that I lead. Every Friday I meet with them to review upcoming launches. People are currently in a launch or people that just finished a launch and we do hot seats and uh, audits and reviews. And I think when you surround yourself around people doing this and you see their mistakes, but also what worked for them, you could double down and move faster on that. Uh, But really what's next is the biggest mistake people make is when they find an event and it worked, they don't do it again because they feel like it was so much work. And I say, how can we make it so you literally just show up one week a month to this event? You've already done it before. You have it pretty much memorized at this point. You have your slides done, the funnels, everything's built. You just have to show up to your computer and present. And you know, most people that do what we do love that. I know I do. And then your team takes care of the rest. So what we're going to do is help them hire a challenge assistant. That challenge assistant is going to go through our SOPs and make sure that the funnel's we call it flipping that we update the funnel for the next one. We update the Facebook community. We update the emails, the promotion, um, how to go out there and fill that event where literally the person running it doesn't have to worry about any of that. So it's really about finding at least one or two people that could help you be an assistant to you and community manager and help with that entire process. 
And then from there, it's how do we, who do we need next? Well, if you're going to go get 20, 30, I've seen some clients get 40 plus clients a month. You're going to need someone helping with onboarding and fulfillment. Cause in the back of your mind, if you don't have that taken care of and you know, people aren't being fulfilled or like onboarded or de- the delivery is lacking, you're subconsciously going to sabotage that invitation, especially when it's one to many. And we have to make sure people are being taken care of. So next it's getting that really dialed in. And then it's from there, I believe going and helping with content to produce more leads and fill this challenge every month. But also why create content if you're leaking the leads? You need a tight CRM and somebody following up and making sure that every person that engages on your comment, uh, engages or comments on your content, whether it's paid or organic is being, there's touch points and you have a way to track all of that to make sure that you're continuously filling this event. So that's really what it's all about with systems and team to help you make it repeatable and more successful every time you do it. Love it. All right. So you've got a team of of 10 now. Uh, Obviously, I know your brother is heavily involved uh, with pretty much everything you do. You've got your challenge assistant and you've got your onboarding person. What are some of those other uh, positions that you personally have as part of your team? Yeah. So we have, like you mentioned, Jeremy, Jeremy's been with me since day one and has helped with pretty much, he's done everything in the business, but right now his main focus has been really our, our sales manager, I guess you could call him and and pipeline management. And just, he's, he does a lot and we're trying to get him more focused in just to being sales manager and just owning the pipeline as we bring on people to help us in, in that we have a graphic designer who has come on full-time. He's more now, he's been promoted to a content strategist. So he works with our video editor uh, just to make sure that we're getting content created and we're going to really start going multi-platform this coming year, probably the next few weeks here. We're just getting ready to roll that out. I have uh, two coaches in my program. Uh, one is all about content and helping our clients with their presentations. And then we have uh, another coach that focuses on traffic and sales. Um, then I have Elena, who is our fulfillment coach. She's actually our our head of client success, but also coaches our clients on how to build out a fulfillment system and how to go about delivery. So that's been really great. We have a community manager and Kelsey now. Kelsey, I'm great. Kelsey is really the main reason for us to get dialed in as much as we are. She has a background in analytics operations and She's the one who's really helping us build systems. She runs our team meetings. She looks at our financials and reports back to me on what I need to know. So having someone in operations, especially if you're the visionary, someone in the operation side could be the best move you make. So if you aren't looking at the numbers and the metrics and the data and making decisions from that, you're probably making them out of emotion, which is probably going to not work out as well as it could. That's pretty much the team in a nutshell. I don't think I'm missing anybody there. That's good. I, I ask, you know, because before running podcast agency, uh, I think we we're I think we were up to about ten people on our team, and doing you know not even close to the sales you're doing, right? So you're able to take a, a much you know higher amount of sales as well as uh, divvy it up amongst a lot less, a lot fewer people, right? And you know some of the things we do when we make micro content from videos. Yeah. Obviously, that's time consuming or we edit audio for podcasts. You know, it's a little more time consuming with some of the fulfillment that we have. So we need people a little sooner than you do. But I know for sure in 2022, we fired most most of our team and kind of started over because we knew we had more 
we didn't have all the people in the right spots. We didn't have, uh, we had too many people. We, you definitely, you know, we were, we were, uh, below. So yeah, it's definitely awesome to hear, you know, you were able to, to run it so lean. Yeah, I truly think I used to be stubborn. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get the two comical board alone. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. This is the worst thing I've ever thought of. You need help. And the first person, if I could do it all over again, first person I would do is just have someone come help me with community management and helping me grow our audience. And that's, you know, content that's essentially getting them the freebies, just managing the whole community experience, the customer journey experience. The second person is definitely someone in fulfillment. Now that you have some sales coming in, you got to get that offloaded and have someone helping you with delivery. So no matter what industry you're in, delivery uh, to the client or the customer that's paying you. And then from there, it's focusing on someone to help you with the sales side of things. Because now that's going to give you free time. If you have someone doing your community management, prospecting, customer journey, someone taking care of the clients that your salespeople are selling. Now, what can you do? Now that's where you could really go just double down on expansion, partnerships, content, and looking at what could really grow the company. So uh, I believe that really with a three-person team, you can go to the seven-figure market. I mean, you could do it alone. It's going to take you longer, but you know, I think that'd be the dream team of three or four people. And they, you know, something that I woke up to recently, I, I saw this thing and it was like, you know, you need to be making half a million dollars for every employee that you have or every team member that you have. And I was like, wow, I'm way off of that mark. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was off way off of your mark. So yeah, definitely. Uh, it gets expensive running a team. So, you know, you have to be lean. You have to, you know, it does. and you want to make more so you can take care of them too. And there's yep. advancement. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, and obviously you're building a good, strong culture, right? Bringing them out there to help plan the goals, making sure that you understand or understood their goals beyond just, you know, what your vision is for the company, right? So, all right. So thinking about, you know, you've got your affiliate stuff, that's something going on, building full-time academy, your monthly challenges, and you've kind of got your goals and vision locked in for 2023. Uh, So is there anything that's for the business that's beyond that like are you going to go buy i don't know real estate are you going to go buy someone else's company are you going to like what's you know is there any kind of things that's not on your exact roadmap necessarily for full-time freedom academy or the online marketer what's some of the other stuff on the the business front that you might be thinking about it's a great question i think people get excited about investing and they go buy crypto they go and do all these different things right real estate and i think that from day one, I have run very lean and I've reinvested 90% of our profits back into the company, into team, into hiring, into um, doing cooler things for our clients. And I think that we'll do that for at least another year. I really want to get to a specific goal where it leaves us money to invest in the right way. So I think the best place you could invest starting out is yourself and then it's into your team and then back into your company and your clients. So I think that's our main focus right now is we're developing these really awesome awards for our clients. And, you know, some people look at that as like, oh, it's a waste of money. Why are you doing that? They're expensive. And I'm not just talking like these crystal awards. We have something really cool planned. And we're also investing in swag and events. And um, we're donating a big portion of some, not a big portion, but I'd say a significant amount, at least uh, $25,000 a year to build homes in Mexico 
and their contribution goes to that. And we get to bring those clients to those uh, house builds. And it's something I experienced this past year. I've been done four of them already. And it's just what it's done for me, just going and experiencing that has been tremendous. So I think it'd be really cool to bring them to that. So I think that's the number one focus. And then maybe 2024 will be the year where we take a portion of our profits and I start looking into how can I start investing in a way to reduce my tax bill? How can I start acquiring companies to expand further? And what and where am I investing in? So for this year, we're going to focus on growth and just reinvesting. And I'll probably still always do that. So outside of investing in other places, I think the only place outside of internals will be donations. And I think that's going to be huge. We just got a $25,000 check from ClickFunnels as a bonus from their last big promo. And that's going to allow us to build three homes in Mexico. So we're building one in April, and then we're doing a double build in June. And it's just so cool to bring our team and our clients to that experience. And what it's really going to do is some people in that experience are going to go do that too. Yeah. And that's what, what I see happening and how I got introduced to it. Now we're doing it. It's going to like just keep expanding and we're building communities that get kids off dirt floors. And everyone's like, well, why don't you just help people in America? Like people in here, we have opportunity. You know, they have no opportunity compared to what we have. And it's right in our backyard. It's two hours away from me. It's just, it's crazy. And I'm excited to get behind something bigger than just financial goals and things like that. Yeah. You've got the the home aspect. Is that just for your full-time freedom academy folks or are you going to run are you going to maybe in june do an event uh where you know you sell tickets uh like an fhl type thing or you know and then part of you know one day is go build some homes or something like that is that anything like that going on we thought about it when you go away it's 72 hours three days you're down there okay and just emotionally physically to do an event even before or after would be really difficult. We thought about that. We'll probably have one day afterwards or maybe before that we just have a get together with the clients, but to do a full event, I don't know. We've been thinking it's probably better to separate the two Gotcha. because yeah, you're in usually a group of uh, 15 to 25 people. The one in June will be about 40 people because we're doing two homes. You're just working. I mean, you build a house in literally three days for a family and the sun and the, the the emotion there it's it would be really difficult to have the energy i believe for most people afterwards to go and focus on an event and and be a part of an event to to learn and implement gotcha all right well, well so when is the event when's the next when's the next Doug event uh i know you did one post fhl a little bit ago mm-hmm. uh, but when's the first one in san diego that you know 3 day event or whatever 2 day event something like that yeah, we don't have a tentative date yet, but we're looking at May. So okay. we're going to do a house build in April, an event in uh, another house build in June. But so we have May open. I think we're going to do it right in May. We're going to do some kind of event out here in San Diego or this area. Don't know what it looks like yet, but my goal is to do two events a year and just have two masterminds in person a year, uh, client forward, and then maybe open up one to the public annually, which would be really cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. What is the number one advice? Again, uh, you just listed the 10 things that you took away from from uh, Grant's event or week in time with him and things that you're doing and trying to truly make your okay. client wins. And for me, like do it now is probably the thing that out of those top 10 that I'm like, you know, 
I always have my my excuse of my two kids both going in two different directions and you know all the sports and music class and dance and everywhere I'm going and so you know sometimes things get delayed and so the do it now for me is like I need to be better at that I need to implement that in every aspect of of things uh possible uh so what's that what's that piece of advice that you're given uh anyone else out there that uh is listening yeah i think it, it really comes down to being known for what you're doing and i think most people delay this because they're not sure or they're not sure like what the big goal is but you're not going to find that big purpose until you just start so even if it's just publishing content to get used to it but it's all about finding a consistency and a frequency of promoting and uh, publishing content, whether it's just promoting your own life and experience, like that's what we have to do. And I think most people tell you that, and, and that's why most people don't, but when you look at the most successful people, you know them because they're putting out content and you get to know them even more and trust them because of the frequency at which they put out that content. So find something that is consistent for you. Maybe it's just posting every Monday, you know, eventually it'll become a few times a week and then it become daily, then become multiple times per day. Find a frequency and consistency that works for you and just keep going and double down on the content that's working. You can't find out what's working until you go and have something to look at and see the data behind it. That's just it. I think just start putting yourself out there because no one's going to be able to invest in themselves and invest in you if they don't know who you are and really know who you are. So I think that's what I would say today is start publishing, go and create one piece of content and, and put it out there. And if you're already doing that, can you take on posting more and, and getting that message to the market? Because the message will find you. It'll get more narrow. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I like, you know, with that piece, we, and even with podcasting, as we teach podcasting, it's always, you know, just again, one, one show a week. And if you can do more, get a backlog, get consistent on the one a week. And once you have, you know, three month backlog and you've been consistent, then you can add a second day or whatever. Right. Uh, and, and it's all about that consistency, no matter where it is. So then find something that you like doing, right? Like nobody necessarily loves going live, but at the end of the day, if you're talking about something you like, right, like you, I'm sure for you, you didn't love teaching about click funnels at first, but ultimately you know, you've, you've come to love teaching uh, and that comes off in everything that you teach nowadays anyway. Uh, you know, and, and so, you know, it's just, if you're consistent about it and you love the, whatever you're talking about, then eventually, you know, the whole process becomes joyful. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. And I think it is finding your voice. So you have to go out there and just put it out there and don't worry about what people are doing or judging. Like half the time, it's just all in your mind and, do it anyway because you're going to attract the right people because of it. So I think that's spot on and you're right. Just go and create and don't take on too much. Even when I went back to YouTube, I'm like, I'm going to do three a week. That didn't work out very long. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, and Ron and I with the hindsight hacking podcast, it was one a week and then we added, and then we were on a daily for a while and we did, almost 350 episodes. But then once we decided to kind of pause and go some different directions, like I've taken way longer to launch this specific show than I ever planned. And, and it's because I was used to doing things like daily and having multiple shows a week. And I'm like, all right, I need to make sure to have enough content 
ready to go. So then I can hit the path that I want without ever losing that consistency once I start. And so that, you know, some of it's being lazy and, and not doing it now. And other parts of it is knowing like when I start, the consistency has to be there 100%. And, uh, I, you know, so it's, it's, it's pretty fun to try to find that right on, on all these things. And, uh, so for, yeah, anybody out there, if you're, if you're a writer, go write. If you, you know, if you're, if you just want to talk with no video, then go do that or just go to YouTube, right? Like there's, there's so many options, just find one. And, and I, it, you know, like you did on Facebook, do a million on that one platform, right? Yeah. I think also like there's podcasts and shows I watch where they only do one a week and I'm so excited to wait for that. Like it's frustrating because I want more, but like I consume it in its entirety and I look forward to every week when there's a new episode coming out. So do that for a while, right? Get really good at that. And then you could start going bigger and, and doing more. But I think if anything, if you were to publish multiple times a day, every day, long form content, at least people aren't going to watch the whole thing. They're out. There's going to be another one tomorrow. So I'd say, keep that in mind too. Less is more most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So last question, uh, who are you, who are you watching or learning from right now? Like obviously Grant Cardone, you just did some stuff with, but who is that? Uh, you were in the inner circle for a while uh, with Russell Brunson. I'm not sure if you're still there. Um, but yeah, who are you learning from right now and, and keeping your, your mind sharp with? Yeah. The, the first one that comes to mind is Alex Hermosi. He just, you could take lessons from this man and he won't charge you a dollar because he wants you to go make $3 million and go invest in his, his offer. Right. Um, right. he's putting out free content that I've paid a lot of money from other people that didn't do it half as good. So Alex Hermosi, go study up. Nice. Alex Ramos. Yeah. And his, what's his book the offer hundred million dollar offer or something like that. Yeah. He's got part a second version coming out now for lead gen. He's got a whole series coming out slowly, but uh, his next one's all about a hundred million dollar leads. So, I'll, you know, I'm on his waiting list for that one. Nice. And the audio book. Yeah. I have the um, hundred million dollar offer. And uh, so I'll be, I'll be getting the next one for sure. All right, Doug, this has been awesome. I appreciate you sharing your time with us today and uh, look forward to, uh, to 2023 with you. Absolutely. Thanks, Corey. And thanks for, for being here and listening all the way to the end. Appreciate all of you. Let's be friends. No, seriously, we should hang out. I have just the place for you. Come join me in the brand new Facebook group of the same name, Podcasting Funnels. We will continue the conversation about podcasting, share resources around podcasting, tips on funnel setup, page design, and so much more. Can't wait to see you there. All right. That concludes this three-part interview with Doug Bouton. And uh, to learn more, hit the show notes. If you need to connect with Doug, need to connect with me, if you want to talk about your podcast, definitely go to podcastandfunnels.com and you can find the link to book a call and uh, happily help you answer anything that you want uh, in regards to your podcast. So thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the next episode with you. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, I would love it if you could do me a favor. Would you please write a review? Maybe share it with a friend or somebody you think could benefit from this information. Either way, I appreciate you being here and uh, thank you so much.